Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey everybody, Paul Gray here. Appreciate you all being with me for another episode of Grace to All. I'm calling our talk today, This is Our Moment, Your Moment and My Moment. That comes from Hebrews chapter 12, and right before that is the Hall of Faith chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, that the writer of Hebrews in chapter 11 lists all sorts of people who trusted God and amazing things happened. So they were in the Hall of Faith. Now, the scripture word for believe that we use a lot actually means to trust. These people not only believed what God said, but they trusted him and took action on what he asked them to do. They were ordinary people. Some of them had great talents, others not so much. But they had an across-the-board pattern of missing the mark, which is what the word we unfortunately call sin is. They had the across-the-board pattern of missing the mark of God's grace and goodness. There were murderers and liars and adulterers and cheaters and people who betrayed all all kinds of things. And they all heard from God and had great moments of faith, trusting that what was revealed and promised to them would happen and then acting on that trust. Well, that sets the stage after listing these people and talking about it for Hebrews 12, verse 1, which we're going to talk about. This is the mirror translation by Francois Dutoit. He says, so now, after what we've heard about these guys in Hebrews 11, the stage is set for us. All these faith heroes cheer us on. They are the cloud of witnesses, as it were, like a great multitude of spectators in the amphitheater. This is our moment. As with an athlete who is determined to win, it would be silly to carry any baggage of the old law system that would weigh one down. Make sure you don't get your feet clogged up with sin consciousness. Become absolutely streamlined in faith. Run the race of your spiritual life with total persuasion. Total persuasion. Have confidence. Now, he says, don't get clogged up with sin consciousness. What that means is any consciousness, any thought that sin affects your relationship with God, because it doesn't. We learn that over and over again. Unfortunately, religion, every kind of religion, maybe especially the uh, Christian evangelical version of religion, focuses on sin and gives us uh, every reason to have a sin conscious and to worry about, you know, if our sin has affected our relationship with God, when in reality, it has not and never did. And I've done lots of teaching on that. So today, as we look at this passage from 
about the great cloud of witnesses. I've got 12 discussion questions that that I'd like you to ponder and think about yourself. I think it'll benefit you. It certainly has me. All right. First of all, where are these witnesses? Well, they're surrounding us. They are everywhere we go all the time. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4.18, he said, we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. The things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. The great cloud of witnesses are in the unseen realm that is that never dies and is everlasting. Now, today, when we talk about witnesses in the United States in particularly, most of the time we think about a courtroom setting. And there are expert witnesses, reliable witnesses, unreliable witnesses, truthful witnesses, firsthand witnesses, character witnesses. To be reliable and truthful, you have to have seen something firsthand, have 100% proof about it, no doubt. And these witnesses that are in our great cloud of witnesses, they have seen it. They are there. They are in the unseen realm with Jesus and Papa and Grace. They are they're in heaven. All right. Who do these witnesses witness to? We have this great cloud of witnesses. Who do they listen? Who do they witness to? <laughs> well, they witness to us. They witness to everybody on the planet Earth. And those who have ears to hear actually hear them witness. James, Jesus' half-brother, said in James chapter 1, verse 5, you know, if, if you want to know the answer to something, ask, and God will give it to you. Just be sure to ask empowered by confident faith, and don't doubt that you'll receive. So if you want to hear from the witnesses and the great tide of witnesses, just ask. Ask them to speak to you. Now, what do they witness? Man, they witness <laughs> so many wonderful things. I'm not going to list nearly all of them, but I'm just going to summarize a few of them from Scripture. They witness at 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the grace and joyous favor of the Lord Jesus Christ, the unambiguous love of God and the precious communion that we share in the Holy Spirit is ours continually. They witness that to us. Acts eleven twenty four to 28, the only true God, the true God is the creator of all things. He's the owner and the Lord of the heavenly realm and the earthly realm. He doesn't live in man-made temples. He supplies life and breath and all things to every living being. Our only lineage comes from him. Colossians 3, 1 to 3, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. Your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. You are now one with Christ in glory. That's what they witness to us. First John 1, 5, God is pure light. You will never find even a trace of darkness in it. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. He was over all, through all, and in all. It's very important. They witness to us because they know it firsthand that we are one. We are in union with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit 
and everyone else. Of course, quantum physics, that shows us that too. Jesus said in John 14, 20, at that time, when that day comes, and that certainly relates to Hebrews chapter 12, this is our moment, this is our day. Jesus said, you will know for yourselves, Jesus said, that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. You will know that you're one with us. You're in union with us. That's what the great cloud of witnesses witnesses to us. Everything they witness is agape-based, the God kind of love. And it's free from fear. It's total good news. They witness nothing that's not good news, and they witness nothing that has anything to do with, with fear. First John 4, 16 to 21. John says, we have come into an intimate experience with God's love, and we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. Those living, or he says, by living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus is now, so are we in this world. Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Our love for others is our grateful response to the love that God first demonstrated to us. Everything that the great cloud of witness is based on God's unconditional love for everyone. And there is absolutely no fear in God's love. So what we hear, what the great cloud of witnesses witnesses to us, has nothing to do with any fear between us and God. So if we hear something from anybody or anywhere or anything that has something to do that indicates we should be afraid of God, we know that's not true. We're not hearing from the great cloud of witnesses. We're hearing from somebody else, some other witness. All right, what are we doing while the great cloud of witnesses witness to us? Well, we're just doing life, whatever we do every day. The, the metaphor for it in Scripture is we are running a race. Now, this alone, this is a little sidetrack, but this alone is a, a, is a good reason not to read the Bible literally. Uh, there, it's, there's so much of it as allegory. I'm 75 years old. I don't run races anymore, but I do live my life. So what, when we're running this race of life, we're living this race of life. Paul writes this in Philippians 3.12. There may be blurry edges to my comprehending the full scope of resurrection life beyond the grave, but I pursue the complete conclusion of co-comprehending and fully grasping exactly that which Jesus Christ knew all along about me. I have the prize of mankind's redeemed innocence in full view. And he carries on the race theme here. Just like a champion athlete in the public games, I refuse to be distracted by anything else. He says, we who have discovered our perfect righteousness, and I hope you have, I hope you've discovered that you are perfectly right with God, not because of anything you ever did, can do, or will do, or cannot undo it. You have 
your perfect righteousness because God gave it to you. He says, we who have discovered our perfect righteousness have our thoughts anchored in Christ. He says, if you still see yourself as imperfect, God will reveal to you that you're wasting your time to imagine that you can become more accepted and more righteous than what you already are. So then, let the message of grace, this is Ephesians 3.16, the mirror. So then, let the message of grace set the pace for your race, the life that you live. Let the message of grace set the pace. Then he says, the law is a detour leading nowhere. Don't, don't get off on a sidetrack with the law in the race of life that you live. It leads nowhere. Paul says, as you know, I'm often moved to tears talking about these things. I'm so passionate about the revelation of mankind's redeemed innocence that it makes no sense to me that there can still be people who oppose this message. Many people are openly hostile and indifferent to the cross of the Christ, of Christ. Now, I used to think that that meant, well, you know, people are just indifferent to Jesus. They they don't know if he was true or not. They don't believe in him. Something happened 2,000 years ago. You know, just, I don't know, it was a myth or whatever. What he's talking about there, my opinion, saying that people are, many people are openly hostile and hostile and indifferent to the cross of Christ. I think he's saying many people, many religious people are openly hostile to the truth that Jesus finished the work for everyone on the cross, that it's done, that we're all included, that we're all saved, if you will, that we're all in Christ. Many religious people are very hostile to that message. So, all right, here's another question. Who is in your personal cloud of witnesses? Well, you can find that out. For me, I found out that it's most of my ancestors, certainly those that I knew, you know, parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts and cousins who have gone on. Baxter Kruger, my friend, many of you are familiar with him, told me, this is how I got started on this understanding. He told me a few years ago that he's actually seen the great cloud of witnesses and communicates with them. And I thought, well, why not me? So I started on that journey. I have seen the great cloud of witnesses, my great cloud of witnesses. I do communicate with them. They witness to me. And I write down what they say. And let me tell you this. They are always smiling and clapping and cheering and loving and inspiring and encouraging me. I've found that it's just impossible not to smile and be encouraged and joyful when I relate to and listen to and hear and see the people in my great cloud of witnesses. It's always good. It's always good news. They're always for me, it's it's just amazing. All right. Now, some people can be in, maybe in my great cloud of witnesses and in yours as well. We know from quantum physics now that you can be in more than one place at one time. So they can be in your cloud and in my cloud too. All right. <clears throat> and, and we know that, of course, from the Trinity. You know, they can be anywhere, everywhere, all the time. Why do you think Scripture tells us there is a cloud of witnesses? Well, not just so we can have the intellectual knowledge that there's some 
crazy thing out there that's very mystical and who knows what it... No. The scripture tells us that there is a great cloud of witnesses so we can know, not just intellectual knowledge, but so we can relate to them and hear what they witness. <laughs> the great cloud of witness witnesses is they are witnessing, and Scripture wants us to know that so we can hear their witness. Now, if you don't see or hear from your great cloud of witnesses, ask Christ in you. Ask Jesus. Ask Grace. Ask Papa why you don't. And then listen. They'll tell you. All right. What's the intended result of our hearing from the great cloud of witnesses? I think it's so we can experience life, the abundant life, the Zoe life that Jesus came to give us. And so we can, in turn, be witnesses to everybody we're around. Now, how do we, well, first of all, I, they, they witness to us for our benefit so we can benefit and be blessed, and then so we can turn around and benefit and bless others too. How do we hear the great cloud of witnesses? Just get still, be alone, have all your devices turned off, no other people around, and just ask them to show themselves and a witness to you. And then listen. Listen with an open mind. They have been there and done that. They know what's true. They know what it's like in the invisible realm, in heaven, if you want to call it that. They know. Don't try to argue with them or quote scripture and say, but what about this scripture? No, they know. They are expert witnesses. They are there. So set aside your prejudices and, and your things that you've been taught with religion and just listen and let them witness to you. Jesus calls that having eyes to see and ears to hear. Now, is it possible to miss what the great cloud of witnesses is saying to you? Is it possible to miss it? Well, yes. I'm going to go back to the scripture and read it one more time. Hebrews 12.1 from the mirror. So now the stage is set for us. All these faith heroes cheer us on. They are the cloud of witnesses, as it were, like a great multitude of spectators in the amphitheater. This is our moment. As with an athlete who's determined to win, it would be silly to carry any baggage of the old law system that would weigh one down. Make sure you do not get your feet clogged up with sin consciousness. As I mentioned before, sin consciousness comes from religion. Sin is simply, the Greek word is harmartia, missing the mark of God's glory and grace and goodness. It's being tangled up in religion's doctrinal system of darkness that tries to get us to believe in a false, angry, separate sky god that doesn't exist. We can miss hearing the truth that the great cloud of witnesses communicates, just like we can hear what the Holy Spirit communicates to us, if we insist on focusing on, we just don't experience the blessing. We don't experience the blessing that we could get from it. But they just keep on witnessing, just like Jesus, Papa, and Grace do. Because the day will come when we no longer miss it. 
So what's the benefit of hearing from the great cloud of witnesses when we have Papa Jesus and the Holy Spirit also to hear from? Well, one of the benefits is they are people, human beings, who have been here, who came from heaven, who were here, and went back to being spirit beings. And they are people who know us, who we know. They are people who know the truth. They're there. They've seen it. And they know us. I communicate. I, I know this sounds mystical to you. It did to me until I first started doing it. But I communicate with my mom and dad, with uh, with cousins, with uh, you know uh, different people that have gone before me. I'll I'll be having my time with the uh, Jesus and Papa and Grace. For me, it's early. It, well, it's all day long, but specifically, uh, you know, early in the morning. For me, I like to be outdoors when the weather's okay, out in nature and. Sometimes I don't even think about it, but sometimes the Holy Spirit in me will just indicate to me that I'm going to hear from somebody in my great cloud of witnesses. And I tell you, I'm always writing stuff down. I write it down. I I will hear messages from people that I was close to, that I know love me, that I know have my best interest at heart. Sometimes I'll hear messages from people that I was at odds with. Sometimes I'll hear messages from people who rejected me and called me a heretic and a blasphemer for things that I believe. And I'll hear from them and they'll tell me, wow, what you said was true. God is better than I thought. He's even better than you think right now. Just wait till you <laughs> wait till you get here. And believe me, I, I write those things down and I treasure them. I keep them in a folder. All right. There are different places in the scripture that talk about the cloud God speaks from the cloud and all different things like that. This is the only time that it mentions the great cloud of witnesses. It's a, it's a fascinating, well, I say subject, I guess. it's They are extremely meaningful and worth listening to. So I hope this is an encouraging for you all. If you haven't yet, like whatever platform it is that you're watching or listening this to, put some comments in and stuff like that. I like to know who's listening, who's uh, hearing these messages. You know, I interact with those of you who do comment. And also by subscribing and posting, it drives up the algorithm so that when people search something like the great cloud of witnesses or Hebrews chapter 12 or something like that, they're going to be, this is going to come up so they can see it. So it helps all the way around. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Love you all. Look forward to seeing you next time on Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.